Welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. We're so excited that you're here with us. We have another, I want to say solo episode because it's just us, but obviously it's not solo because I'm Cindy and I'm here with Allie. So I'm here to chat all the things. <laughs> um, so we're just jumping right in. The whole reason why we started this podcast is because Allie and I, during the quarantine pandemic, were just talking about all these cool topics and all these amazing things. I'm like, wait, I'm sure other people would love to hear this information insight as well. And these are just some cool things that no one else is talking about. So let's record it. So that's literally the inspiration for today's episode. Allie and I were talking about something last night on the phone over text and we were like, we got to record an episode. So here we are. I don't even know where to begin. Like there's so much. I know. I feel like these are always the best episodes though, where it's like not quite as planned and it just truly comes spur of the moment from either things that you're seeing a lot of or hearing a lot of from the other side or in like our day-to-day life in this reality or whatever we're calling it these days. Um, because it, so many other people are experiencing it then too. And then collective, we're, collectively, we're all like individually, like what what's happening? Um, and then you start talking about it openly and you're like, oh wait, no, no, no. Like so many people are going through these similar weird quote unquote things. Totally. Um, so I know we started talking about this last night because we were talking about health and all like the weird mm-hmm. health shit that people have going on all of a sudden now that we're like, quote unquote, knock wood, um, coming out of the pandemic, we're out of the pandemic. However, you know, however you relate to it as a listener is what we're doing. Um, so I feel like we should start there with all the weird health shit. Let's do it. Um, so, but- sorry, go ahead, Sid. Oh, I was going to say by weird health things. I mean, I do not know a single soul at this moment in my life who has not either been touched by someone with cancer or heart attack or stroke or, you know, and not, and not them themselves, but I mean like their parent or a grandparent, like a one degree separation from something major, like a major diagnosis. And it feels like it's all happening in like the past, like literally two or three months, but that could just be me I don't know how you guys are all feeling but just so you know you're not alone in this you're not alone in this I do not know a single soul or friend unfortunately who has not been touched by this in some way yeah yeah and even um when you mentioned this to me I was thinking about it I was like one of my good friends here in Nashville lost her husband to like a very aggressive brain cancer um last year one of our other friends um, got diagnosed and thankfully just finished chemo with breast cancer at like 30, just finished is having a double mastectomy in September. And then um, DJ and I, one of our family members about two weeks ago, randomly went into the hospital. They thought he had like an aggressive brain tumor. Turned out it was like a brain infection um, and just came out of the hospital. So it's like everybody right now, I feel like is being hit so hard. And I know when you and I were talking about this as well, it's really easy, whether it's you or a family member, whoever's going through it to get so down and just feel like it's never going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any words. I've actually had a couple of clients that have come to me recently that have been in that state, like just really down, really depressed, like there's no hope. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that there's anything anyone can say to make that better or 
to instantly reverse that, right? I do feel like it's important. You got to feel your feelings. If that's how you're feeling, yeah. then that's how you're feeling. And you're allowed to feel that way. It's okay. You're not always going to have moment or every single moment of every single day feeling like 100% positive about what's happening because it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But what I will say is if you are in that moment and you're looking for a little bit of relief from that feeling, uh, a little bit of like, you just need a break. You just need some sort of light at the end of the tunnel for yourself. The thing that I uh, received in sessions these past few weeks is that you have to zoom out, take a moment, kind of, I don't want to say turn off the physical body, but even if it helps to close your eyes, to give the mind permission to relax, to give the body permission to just be and return to like the intuitive spiritual side and look at it from that perspective, which is that the body, the physical body is all a feedback tool for the spiritual body and the emotional body and the mental body of consciousness. Things typically start in the spiritual, emotional, then I guess usually spiritual, and then it can be emotional and mental or kind of like, I see them kind of like the same. And then the physical body is always last. Like when something shows up in the physical body, it's typically been, um, a low lying or underlying thing for quite some time. Now, whether or not you've been conscious of it or not, that doesn't matter. It's still been there. Right. So if you can zoom out when you're in these moments of there's no hope, it's just all despair. It's and look at it from the soul's perspective of Hey, this is just your body trying to point you in a direction of something that's looking to be healed and released. Then you can kind of break it down into like smaller pieces or just smaller moments of learnings and lessons for yourself. That tends to be where spirit always goes with me in readings is, okay, let's, let's break down like one emotional thing that needs to be released right now that can help you to feel a little bit better or break down like one mental loop or thought, like, let's take that, look at it recognize it for, it's probably just a fear or an illusion or a pattern that you picked up from your parents or something. It's not even yours release it. So you can have one less burden weighing on you, which can then help make you feel a little better mentally, physically, and emotionally. Right. But that's the thing is a spiritual, the physical body is a tool. Like by the time it hits Mm -hmm. the physical body, we've ignored it for a long time, a long time. Yeah. Like not just a few days or weeks. I'm talking months and years. Yeah. Probably years, probably decades. (laughs) <laughs> and it's no, there's no judging around that. Right. And I think that's the other thing too. I think people get so fed up with their bodies of like, I can't, why can't I heal? Why is nothing working? Which is another yeah. thing that's been coming up a lot in readings is, and I don't want, I don't want to trigger anyone by saying this, but I'm just trying to be the kind of objective, just other sides version of things. Right. So from the other side, again, the spiritual, uh, from your loved ones perspectives, nobody has power over your healing except for you. Nobody. So if you're looking for that magic thing or that magic tool or that magic doctor or that magic treatment, it, it doesn't exist because you are the, you are the key ingredient. You're the one who has to grant permission or have the belief that whatever this thing is, is going to help you, is going to help you heal. But that's just it. It's only helping and facilitating the healing because our bodies are designed to heal. You have the capacity to heal. It's just, you got to get out of your own way. And that's where the tools come in. They can like a doctor or a specific specialist or acupuncture or whatever the heck it is. I mean, there's a million things out there, sound, whatever it is can come in and assist you, but really you're doing the work. And when we place that power outside of ourselves of like, well, I just need this one doctor. I just need this one thing, or I just need this treatment to show up for me. It's like, yeah. That's not it. You're, you're missing the, 
not missing the whole point because those things can be helpful, but like it's not outside of you. It's, it's you, you're the one that's going to end up doing it. Those things are assisting. That's why we have the placebo effect, right? That's why most drugs don't make it to the market, by the way, yeah. is because they can't pass the placebo effect. Meaning the placebo effect will show like, I'm making up these numbers, but like a 40% success rate or 50% success rate. And the actual pill can't beat that. Like that is my, like, that's mind blowing, right? That's why they don't make it to market because yeah. literally the, the pill does, isn't any better than someone taking a sugar pill, telling themselves that like, it's fine. It's called a placebo. Like it's, it's a known thing in science. So it's funny. Doctors will accept that when you talk to them about it, but then they may not accept the fact that like you can heal yourself or that you have or like mind over matter type of thing. But yeah. I always go back to that because everybody um, kind of goes, Oh, they back off and go, Oh yeah, that's a thing. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm kind of digressing and rolling here, but that's what spirit. The other side shows me quite frequently is you cannot give your power away. And and you got to look at this as just, okay, this is something my body's trying to tell me and teach me. The sooner I can learn this and move through it and feel these emotions and the quicker I can be on my way towards healing. Yeah. And I think um, that goes hand in hand too with these things. I think number one, these, I don't, I don't know if you'd call them limiting beliefs or what you would exactly put a name to them as, but that we're kind of told our whole life by, I don't want to call it the system, but by like what's like quote unquote normal, right? That like, if you have an issue, like or a health issue, it's like the, a doctor is just an authority on it, which like, yes, they absolutely are. They went to school. They, yes. know, they know what they're talking about. However, like if something, if, if a physician suggests something to you that doesn't feel right to you, why are we taught to discredit our own body or like our own mind? Okay. If something doesn't sit well with us. And like, that's something I had to learn through my journey was like, mm -hmm you know, you go through years of somebody telling you there's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. And you're like, no, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And then finally you find somebody that listens. Like it's not actually that uncommon. Yeah. Um, so I think telling people to like, listen to their own body, believe in their own body is a huge thing and yeah. is a huge tool mm -hmm. that we just have been taught to kind of like forego and we shouldn't, exactly. you know, we shouldn't. Exactly. Um, exactly. So specifically cancer, just while we're on this topic, really quick, I do want to switch to another one that's a little lighter yeah. in a moment, but specifically yeah. cancer in general. So the way that I understand like cancer in the body, like when I tune in, it is, it starts with a cell being so isolated. Like the, the energy of cancer is it's so isolated that it's literally trying to create its own, uh, uh, community society within your body where it feels like it belongs. So a lot of cancer is a belonging at its root core. So what, and then depending on if it's like ovarian cancer, breast cancer, I'm trying to think of them. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch, pancreatic, thyroid, whatever, whatever it is, right. There could be additional layers to that. Like maybe like breast cancer, ovarian being like belonging as a mother, like feeling like you fit in or like being a good nurturing mother on top of all the other things. But, but at the root of cancer itself, no matter what kind it is, it's, feeling well, looking for a sense of belonging mm -hmm. needing to feel like you belong which is funny because i think maybe as i'm saying this this is the first time hearing this honestly i think i'm channeling um maybe <laughs> the fact that we were so isolated in quarantine for two years is leading to all these uh diagnoses uh is that a word diagnoses diagnoses diagnosis of of cancer today 
because after these past two years, we've been so isolated. Many people have at least, and been so, you know, alone that certain parts of our body and cell are manifesting this. And like, I want to belong and looking for that. So that's why cancer is so rapidly growing because it's trying to create a sense of community Mm -hmm. for itself. It's trying to find where it belongs. Now, of course it's at the expense of like us, like the the healthy tissues, the healthy part of our bodies. Right. But it doesn't know that like, honestly, like the cancer cells themselves don't really realize that they're just trying to like get back to their equilibrium, which of course is throwing our, the rest of the cells off. Yeah. So again, having a little compassion for like, again, what is the body trying to show us? What is the, what are these even cancer cells? I know they're bad, but like, what are they trying to do? Yeah. And that's another lesson. All this too, is like having compassion, compassion for our bodies, compassion for what we've been through. Yeah. And the other piece is, is belonging. Like you do belong. You deserve to be here. Like every single soul on this planet right now deserves to be here, but not doing what other people are telling them to do. You know what I mean? Like if you're just living your yeah. life, cause like, someone told you you should be a lawyer and yet you really hate it. Or someone told you you should be a consultant and you're really like, it's killing your life, like sucking the life out of you or like what I'm picking like high stress yeah. jobs, but maybe it's even that you don't, you don't want to be, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Teacher, I don't, whatever it is. Yeah. But someone told you to do that and you're good at it. So you get, like, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's a sense of you're not, you're not in the part of the plan where you're supposed to be energetically yeah. And therefore you're probably deep down feeling like you don't belong, but you're yeah. not necessarily living out what your intention as a soul was. And again, like round and round and round we go and all of a sudden someone's mm-hmm. got cancer, you know? And it's just also yeah. that isolation of like feeling like we're alone a lot. Like I keep hearing that a lot in mm-hmm. readings too. Of, like, I feel so alone. Or like, especially when they get a diagnosis, like we feel so alone. We feel, you're not alone. Yeah. You're not oh, yeah. alone. You're not alone. You're not alone in the diagnosis. You're not alone in life. You're just, you're not alone. But that's a choice to see things as being connected and seeing you with someone or not. And I feel like we've been mm-hmm. kind of the narrative of the past two years has been really encouraging us to be alone and really encouraging yeah. us for whatever reason to be, but like you have a, you get to have a choice of, are you going to continue to listen to that? Or are you going to trust your gut and do what's right for you? Yeah. And are you going to find other ways to connect maybe over zoom or like, it does take yeah. a little bit of effort, but it's, it's that sense of feeling like you have a community and the more you can kind of create that or move towards that for yourself, I guarantee you the more it's going to help with, if you do have a diagnosis or a loved one has a diagnosis of cancer or something like that. So absolutely. I think too, just on a completely different note around connection is like, this is purely just like pragmatic for connecting with people. But like when you get sick and they tell you about all of these support groups, right. And like, for mm-hmm. me, thank God, not that I had cancer, but like I would go to one support group and that was it. Cause it was just very, and rightfully, you know, so everybody processes things in their own way, but it was always very, very, very negative, And I left yeah. feeling worse than when I got there. So if that's not your vibe, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's other things out there. It just takes a little bit of searching like through Instagram or, you know, whatever. So look for something else that's more positive. Um, Maybe don't do the support group thing. Yeah. I mean, support groups can can be be great, but they, they can be a little, because it is a lot of sometimes negativity or not. It's a lot of, let me just say that instead of saying negativity, I want to say it's a lot of people venting. I feel like people go there. I mean, and I, I'm generalizing. So please. Yeah. I, like I do know some yeah. people actually found who lose an amazing grief support group and it's so amazing yeah. and so positive. So like, this is yeah. not everybody by any means, but 
I do feel like some people go to those things to vent because they feel like that's the yeah. only place they can or where they'll be yeah. heard. Yeah. And so, and but totally if that's not your it. thing of holding space or needing that and you're looking for something a little more positive, then yeah, there's yeah. many other yeah. out there. So lots of options, lots, lots of options for your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know, and I don't know if we want to dr- address this specifically, Cindy, but there's a lot happening right now. And I have, I guess maybe I have noticed a death thing. I've definitely noticed like the completion thing or like the separating mm-hmm. thing or like there's a lot right now around like endings, deaths, mm-hmm. whether it's literal or that's just something's dying off, um, completions of cycles. Like, is that an energetic thing right now? Like what's happening with that? So I'm sure there's something happening astrologically that I'm, cause I'm not an astrologer that I'm not exactly tuning into perfectly, but especially here in the United States, we have like a, some really, like, I guess I would say rough conjunctions happening with certain planets. Again, I'm not an astrologer, so I'm not gonna know exactly what they are, but they are happening. So especially in the United States, mm-hmm. it's really, it's really kind of giving souls the opportunity for exit points. Like I call them or exit points. So like in life, your soul plans multiple times where it might potentially leave. And for, I've, feel like, or what it seems like is with the astrological alignments that are happening right now, anyone in the United States, there's a lot of souls that are, it's going to be like an easier transition at this time. If they, if they were to choose to go now, I always say there's, especially for most people who are like young, when they get these types of diagnosis or anything that happens to them, it's an exit point, not an end point. That's also why you hear about people who have like near death experiences or they're in a car accident and they walk away with like barely a scratch and they're like, I should be dead. Well, yeah, that probably was an exit point. You could have died but your yeah. soul wasn't, it was like not time. I was actually just talking to a mm-hmm. client as recently who um, had a moment in her childbirth that was really rough. And they had to like, I don't know if they shot, I don't know. They, they thought she was going to die or whatever. It was just like rough. Cool. I mean, the baby was already out, but like she had a rough moment after that. And I said to her, I was like, I think you did. I think you, I think you did. I think for a couple seconds, you weren't in your, yeah. you were gone. Um, Cause one of her loved ones was basically like showing me like, no, we shoved her back. It wasn't her time. Like she like, <laughs> It wasn't her time. So like, that's the thing where like your loved ones on the other side are here to support you. And yeah. in these moments when you're really sick or when you're having these like close to near death experiences, it's your, if it's not your time, it's it, they will push you back. They will shove you back yeah. and they'll be like, nope, that's not what your soul plan. You got to get back there and finish it up. Same thing uh-huh. with like a near death experience or a car accident where like, they'll pull you out. They'll be like, nope, ain't your time. We're going to, we're going <laughs> to put you over here. The car's over there. You're over here. You know, things like that. And the same yeah. thing when someone does get injured, it's like, okay this is a wake up call. Like this was yeah. an, an exit point that you didn't take, but now you have this thing. It's an, it's a, it's a, sorry. It's a wake up call of like, you got to do things differently. You cannot yeah. go back to life the way it was before because you're just going to keep ending up in these scenarios. I shouldn't say always, but like theoretically, yeah. right. You keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Like that's the definition of insanity. Um, so these, th- these moments are exit points, not always end points for souls. I love that. I'm curious to like, hearing you talk about how your loved ones will be like no no no, it's not your time they'll sh- they'll stuff you back in or whatever like what We're else safe. I guess in these moments or like when we're going through like really challenging or really difficult things like I feel like we always or at least for me or like my family like DJ my parents my brother whatever we always like like to think of like you know, we've talked about my grandpa on here before, like, we'll mm-hmm. say like, oh, grandpa's with you, or like, he's definitely here or like, whatever it is. I'm like, what are they actually doing? Are they just like hanging out, watching, like, keep, keeping an eye on things? Like, 
I guess what's I would find it comforting I guess to know or like just curious in the least to know like what are they doing in these types of moments so I always equate like the other side I don't know if I've said this on the podcast but I always equate the other side to being on zoom like zoom is my best example of it which means like you can hit mute you can unmute you can turn on your video you can turn off your video you can see now I think you can do like hundreds of people you know a thousand on a single zoom meeting right and one in your and you're off like multi like I could be like making lunch right now like you don't know like you know but like and I'm talking to you and I'm recording you know we're doing multiple things so that's how uh it is for them on the other side they're probably already working on new soul contracts stuff for their next lifetime wrapping up things for another one you know I believe in parallel lives so they could be checking in on a parallel live and doing all these other things but yet they're also here keeping an eye on you and I feel like it's kind of like having an appointment date. Like they know when an end exit point is coming. And I feel like then everyone starts to show up and be like, okay, wait, we got to be here to support this person. Or it can literally be the blink of an eye where you're just out of the corner of your eye. Like, like mom, they, you know, they have like eyes in the back of their yeah. head. You see that and yeah. like, oh, no, that's not it. Go back. Like, no, no, that's no, get out of yeah. the car. You know, like, but they can kind of see, like they can kind of see where you're, where you're headed, but they're not allowed to interfere because it's free will. Right. Okay. That's where it gets a little tricky where, um, ultimately like if they shove somebody back in their body they're just assisting with the fact that that soul didn't want to leave it, it wasn't their yeah. time like that soul had already said it's not my time and that loved one was just like okay i'm here to say hi now i'm gonna push you back so they, they can never interfere with free will especially mm. when you're here on earth and your decision making but they're i don't want to say it, like they're they're here to help facilitate like what our blueprints and what our souls plan for ourselves and our lives and if it involves something like that they can help with that but not free will, not a big decision or a big life change or a big pivot point. Like we have to decide that on our own. They can help, they can guide, they can like give little signs and stuff, but like ultimately it's up to us what we choose. They're not allowed to get involved with like, that's when people are like, oh, I'm feeling stuck or I just need a, I just need a sign that I'm on the right path. I'm like, Ugh. they're, yes, they'll yeah. help you, but like they can't give you that because that's for you to yeah. decide. Once you decide that this is the path I'm going on, then you're going to see a million signs because then they're like, yes, you made a decision, good. Now we can support you in whatever yeah. you're doing because you made a decision and you're going on this path. Great. Yeah. And if it's truly, I always say, if it's truly not the right one, you be realigned or redirected. So there's really no being on the wrong yeah. path. That's where like yeah. someone goes for something and it doesn't work out or they go for a job and even yeah. they don't get it. That's kind of the universe being like, mm, okay, good try, but yeah. there's something better. Try this yeah. instead. Ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. And then like physically what they're doing, I mean, it's, I don't know that. Well, I, I don't know that I really understand like physically yeah. what they're doing on the other side. I mean, they're vibrating at a high, high, high frequency and they're not bound by time and space. So it's kind of hard for my mm -hmm. little brain to wrap right life or my head around like what life looked like if you didn't have time and space. I don't really know. Yeah. But, yeah. That is actually really crazy to think about. Right. Isn't that kind of like we are bound by time and space. It's really hard to think about what it'd be like to not be bound by time and space. I don't know what yeah. that looks like. No, that's wild. That's all too. <laughs> I know. Like, then I start to get headaches and I'm like, okay, I got to back off that. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting into the brain and bucket territory with me then. But hey, if you guys <laughs> want to meditate on what it would be like without time and space, that's probably what your loved ones, it's like. Yeah. Stuff. Let us know what you come to. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Too funny. Um, And then I just. So, okay, wait. So when you do readings, this is something we were voice noting on, and then you sent me a okay. reminder. When you do reading, oh. it just says guides versus people showing up. 
Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is what I want to get into. Okay. So this is like the meat and potatoes of like what I want to talk about today. So, um, I think I'm going to use the best thing I can probably use is like what happened in my life. It was actually a year ago when we were doing, when we were reporting for this and what happened to my client, like literally yesterday in a session or this week, it was this week. I don't know. I thought my days are running together. Okay. So, um, how do I want to start this? I'm just going to start with like the theme of it. So the theme I'm getting is like, it's a small world. Like, I know we all joke about it. I know we all talk about it, but it truly, it truly, truly is a small world both here on this earth and on the other side. So I'm sure you guys have noticed in your lives that you meet certain people and you like have no, you haven't known them. You grew up in different areas in the world or the country. You come from different backgrounds, were raised maybe in different religious, you know, whatever or non, whatever it is, right? But yet you have like such similar backgrounds and stories, like funny things about people you dated, how they broke up, like maybe like experiences that you went through with siblings, stuff that you went through in school, interests, things that you like, things that you're interested in, right? All these things, right? And it's not, yeah. I don't believe a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's because when the universe wants something healed or the collective consciousness of like, that we're all connected to, right? Like our souls are all part of, cause we're all one. When it wants something healed, it's going to enlist or enroll hundreds, maybe even hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of souls to come down to earth to try and to help heal this lesson or try and heal it. So like one that I keep seeing like over and over again is like the lesson of people pleasing that a lot of us have this history of growing up of like, we're people pleasers. We want to make sure everything's okay. We're like type a, we want to like be a perfectionist, yada, yada, yada. And yes, I realize oh, yeah. I attract a lot of those clients because that's how I am. And I'm healing from that myself. But I also think there's just a lot of us out there in the world. But this yeah. is partly because it's something that the collective wants healed. That's mm. why there's so many of us that have come from different backgrounds, different lifestyles, different parents, different religions that have these same experiences of trauma from having to people please or, you know, trying to make everything perfect, trying to make sure we're the pe mm. peacekeepers, making sure everyone else around us is okay, not taking care of ourselves, all those things, because this is something that the universe is like, this can't keep happening. It needs to be healed. It's a karmic lesson that needs to be released. Yeah. Another big one. And this one came up recently is, um, uh, the lesson of self-sabotaging either ourselves or our lives or receiving abundance in order to feel connected or receive mm. love. So what I I've noticed for people or for clients is, you know, when someone's going through like a really tough time with a job or the relationship starts imploding or something, and it's out of left field almost, it tends to be that that client or this person has a background of, they come from not feeling true, unconditional love, that they grew up in a household where they only got attention when they did, when they got hurt or they were doing bad in school. So when they were getting straight A's, they kind of got ignored, but when they got C's and D's or F's, they got attention from their parents. They got tutors, they got help, they got additional. Mm -hmm. So this then creates this pattern of when they get hurt or injured mm -hmm. or perhaps not doing well in a certain area of their life that's important, that then everybody shows up to quote unquote love and support them. Cause mm -hmm. I put it in quotes cause I'm not sure that that really is love and support when you have to be so yeah. down and like, that's more, I don't know what that word is, but maybe it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's not not love and support, but it's very conditional. Let's just put it that way. It's very conditional. Yes. It's like, it's only it. when you are like truly needing it or truly in a bad place that you then feel connected, which again, back to this 
putting all the dots together today. Back to this cancer thing is that maybe part of the reason why some of these people are is because your body's showing up to remind you you're not alone. Like when you get a cancer diagnosis, look at all the people that show up to help you and support you and be there for you. Mm-hmm. What if yeah. that's part of the reason why some of these souls are going through this? Again, I'm not saying it's a healthy way by any means, but when we need to learn a lesson, the universe is like, okay, I'm going to make this real bad so that you will learn this lesson. And again, it's going to have tens of thousands of souls go through it, or I would say even enlist to volunteer to go through it so that we can heal this for the collective. So back to the self-sabotaging, right? Or the having to be really sick in order to realize there's people to support you. This is something that keeps coming up and it's asking to be released. So this is what was coming through. Or this is what the souls on the other side, like spirit guides versus like just loved ones will do. So I was channeling for this client and she happened to have a sibling. Actually, it was all men. So I'll just call them a brother, uh, someone else's brother who had passed and an ex who all had like very similar experiences of self-sabotaging behaviors, kind of making more work for themselves than need to be like destroying relationships, doing that, you know, things like that. But they also all came from all different parents who really only showed them support when they were having, going through a rough time. And so we were talking about how some of the people that I was channeling are not guides for her, but just, they were loved ones showing up to help share this message. And then I said, I may never hear from them again in a reading for you because they're just here to help facilitate this particular message and showcase this particular thread around the people around you and what they're going through. And that's it. They're not guides because they're not, I, I just find a spirit guide is someone who's with you frequently, or again, can kind of intervene. If there's something on your path that you're like, oh, it's not in line with what your soul plan. We got to, we got to redirect a little bit, or we got to like kind of nudge them in this other direction. Those are spirit guides, but just sometimes departed loved ones or friends or family, or just souls will show up just to help facilitate a message. And then that's it that you might never hear from them in a reading again. Yeah. <gasps> Super interesting. That makes right. sense. So just to wrap this up, I was, just, this came through as like, it's a small world because it's a freaking small world. Like there are so many people that are going through similar things that are going through similar lessons that you, and you may even after you've healed from something, meet someone who's healed from something very similar and you just click and you just get along. And now they're your best friends later in yeah. life and yada, yada, yada. It's not a coincidence. It's because the universe is like encouraging and connecting souls that are helping to raise the vibration of the planet. I was just listening to Meghan Markle and regardless of what you think about her, she just launched a new podcast and it was like so good and so amazing, but her and Serena Williams, like really good friends. And they were laughing about how they grew up in different cities near each other, but, and had very similar experiences, very similar things and are on very similar world stages. I mean, they're both in the world. And they're just like, it is so weird. And I'm like, oh my God, it's not weird. It's that the universe wanted this to be realized and observed in two different souls. You guys both volunteered to learn these same lessons. And now that you've both healed from a lot of it, you're coming together to talk about it, to help bring awareness to other people on a podcast, just like you and I are. So anyways, it's just like wild, all these like similarities of things. And it's just not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's interesting to notice all the the parallels. I know. And the last thing I'll say is, remember, you can't help other people heal. So when you start seeing like, oh yeah, that's, you probably, everyone who's listening is probably like, oh my God, you're exactly right. So-and-so is a self-sabotager. So-and-so is a people pleaser. Yeah. So-and-so is doing this. That's exactly why my sister can't figure out her 
shit in life, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> the point is though, it's not for you to fix this for them. Their yeah. soul has to move through these lessons on their own. Cause if you just do it for them, you're not actually helping the raise the yeah. collective. You're just, I don't know what you're doing, but that's, that's not, that's so volunteered to learn this for themselves. And they may have karma from like a past life or something like that, that they, mm -hmm. that they're healing in addition to mm -hmm. raising the consciousness with this, but you can't do it for them. What you can do is just gently bring awareness to maybe what's happening, or maybe kind of bring some of the subconscious stuff in their life into the conscious so that they can go and heal it themselves, but you cannot do it for them. Mm -hmm. They have to want it as well. You know. uh, 100%. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them yeah. drink. If they are so enwrapped in this, like, well, this is the only time I feel support is when I get sick mm -hmm. and they don't believe that people are going to show up even when they're healthy, then guess what? That's a really deep rooted trauma yeah. limiting belief that is not just going to yeah. be shifted because you bring this to their awareness. Like this is going to take maybe a session. I don't know, not necessarily with me, but just a healer or somebody. Yeah. And maybe multiple sessions. Maybe it's a therapist, yeah. whatever it is to really help unroot this belief of, of that people. I'm not, I'm not alone. People are here to support me no matter what, yeah. even in good time. And I would also say for anyone out there, like, remember, remember this, like how often do we not show up for people? except yeah. when they're going through a really tough time or really, 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 really big celebration, which I think is also why we put so much weight in like, mm -hmm. are you married? Are you having kids? Are you yeah. buying a house? I don't know. What are the other ones that are big? Those. No, I feel like those are the ones that like everybody kind of either rallies around or if you don't have certain things like mm -hmm. Deidre and I with kids or whatever, it's like, thank yeah. God, not from my family or really his like immediate family, but it's always like, when are you going to have kids? When are you, yeah. you going to have kids? Or like right yeah, after but, we got engaged, it was like, so when are you going to buy a house? When are you going to buy yeah. a house? And you're like, yeah. uh, can you give me like two minutes to figure yeah. this other shit out? Like, mm -hmm. But how yeah. much of that is because those people are looking for a way to connect with you and that's the only yeah. way they know how. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Cause those are the biggest right? things in their life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And what yeah. if we just started showing up for people's lives just for everyday Wednesdays? Yeah. on a Wednesday. So I picked Wednesday, but you could pick yeah. any day of the week, you know, like, what if we start normalizing some of this stuff yeah. and stop waiting for yeah. big, I don't know, events that maybe who knows when they're going to happen. We can't control yeah. that. No, I feel like, and I, you know, this obviously, but my thing is like every little thing, no matter how big or how quote unquote small, everything should be celebrated celebrate yeah. every year, every birthday, every anniversary, every yeah. little thing on a random Wednesday. Like, do you know what I mean? We just don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like we're talking about, you never, you never know when something's going to happen or no. when a life lesson is going to come in or like, why wait? I don't yeah. know. You know? And it's also going back to that theme of compassion, right? Like I was talking about the cancer mm -hmm. is like compassion of like, okay, these people are trying to find a way to connect. Maybe yeah. this is the only way that they know how to like bring up a conversation. And actually I, try and remember this a lot. Cause even when someone says something to me and I'm like, like even just a random stranger on the street says something funny to me. And I'm like, how do you not in my head? Sometimes I'm a little judgmental. I'm sure you guys, people know me well, I can be very judgmental. And I'm like, actually I'll give the example. This happened where I wear the, I wear, I have like rings that I bought myself, whatever. I might hand a lot. And um, people are always like, Oh, are you engaged? Is that an engagement ring? And I'm like, first off, no, it's not big. Enough yeah. Second off, it's on the wrong freaking finger. How do yeah. you not know that? Yeah. And then someone finally said something to me one time. Like, I don't know. I read, I'm like, I'm like, I just start judging that person. I'm like, are you that dumb? Like, anyways, okay. <laughs> Sidebar. But then someone said to me one time, they're like, maybe that's just their way of trying to say hello. And they don't know any yeah. other way than to just mention, oh, you have this beautiful piece, this 
beautiful jewelry or, or, you know, you look great today, but yeah. like, it's easier to just ask that question versus like being like, yeah. you look really great. Or I really like those, you know, cause that would be yeah. weird versus being like, Oh, are you engaged? Like people are more accepting of that. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. I never thought of it that way. I never thought that someone was yeah. just trying to bring up a conversation with me and that I'm that unapproachable. That's the only thing I could think of to say. And I was like, <laughs> Oh man, I was like, okay. Okay. So like, again, like we just need to have a little more compassion for everybody in the world and just, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not to say you shouldn't set boundaries for like, if you don't want to talk yeah. to someone, but yeah. Don't be like me and judge people for asking silly questions. <laughs> Try, I, I understand thinking that's a little silly though. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, like this oh. ring is on my middle finger. This yeah, is not I'm like, like this is I literally be like, no. <laughs> yeah. Not that I don't want those things, just to be clear. Yeah. No. Um, but it's not that. It's not there yet. <laughs> oh man, too funny. Too funny. Uh, well, I would have the same reaction, so don't feel bad about it. But yeah, um, I feel like we covered a lot of heavy topics today. If anybody we has did. any questions, feel free to DM. As always, we can address it in the next episode. Is there anything we missed or like that your guides are like, <gasps> you forgot this? Let me see. No, I'm just going to, we talked about that before. I'm just going to say this one other thing and we'll probably elaborate more on it in the future in a future episode. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little teaser for a future episode, but I like it. I think a theme that keeps showing up is I would call it make normalizing what's not normal, but we were calling mm-hmm. it making the unconventional yes. more conventional, like making the yes. unconventional becoming it the norm. Yeah. And the, whether it's celebrating every day or like something, yeah. so, you know, like that becomes the norm or whatever. I mean, we not only joke about the millennial generation, like celebrating all the gender reveals and the puppy, this and the puppy that, but like, yeah. maybe that's not a bad thing. Like, again, I people are looking to connect and I think we just need, who cares what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a theme that's starting to pop up a little bit more and more. Um, it feels like even into next year, like I'd say this might be something we start noticing over the next okay. few months and next year of like, the unconventional becoming conventional. Like yeah. we just can't keep doing things that don't feel right or that aren't working for us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, like I'm trying to find the right words for this. Um, but just because something's unconventional, unconventional to one person, it's like, that's their reality, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's quote unquote wrong for you just because they don't understand it so like do it your own way do whatever feels good for you like yeah do whatever works um I was just having a conversation about this last week actually somebody um about like living conditions like we DJ and I have friends a married couple that lives in Boston where like housing is like obviously wickedly expensive and until they could afford to buy a house they rented this old Victorian mansion basically in Boston with like a ton of other people and like the first two years that they were married they lived basically like with roommates and shared a house but they Mm -hmm. when they talk about it they talk about it like they're so fond of it like it was the most fun years of their life and like everyone Mm -hmm. thought it was so weird that this married couple was like living with other people and they're like well this is just what worked for us you Mm know um but yeah I feel like I've been having more and more of those conversations recently where I'm just like well do what works for you like who cares yeah I think this is going to be a big theme probably going into next year. Like where this year, the, or maybe, maybe even not next year, maybe the next amount of eclipses, even if I had to like kind of make a prediction, 
because the last round of eclipses was all about, uh, or, or the way I interpreted it, right? There's lots of interpretations out there. Um, but the way I interpreted the last round of eclipses in April, May was all about, um, normalizing, like letting go of what's good to allow and what's great, which is unconventional. Like most people are like, no, yeah. it's good. Leave. Don't fix. Don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the conventional way. Yeah. But this unconventional way is no, if it's just good, like, don't be afraid to leap for something great. Like, yeah. that's not, and normalizing making changes before the universe does it for you. Like, why do we have to wait till things are rock bottom to then make a change? Mm-hmm. Why can't we say, hmm, I'm intuitively feeling this. I'm just going to go for it. I love that. So this um, next round of eclipses feels like kind of encompassing all of that and saying, okay, it's time to normalize me and, and make the unconventional conventional. Like, hell yeah. Don't think twice about things that you want to do. I like that though. I think that's a lesson mm-hmm. we should all walk away with. We'd be yeah. a little bit more um, true to ourselves and I guess what we really want and a le- little less afraid of judgment, which is never a totally. bad thing. Totally. So, so kind of a heavy uh, sesh this this week, but it was needed though. I think everybody's feeling it. Yeah, and I think it's really cool when they were like showing me, and they've been talking about how like we're all here, like working on our own individual things. And that there's a purpose beyond just you healing for yourself or for your family. But it's also because if you're going through it, it's because the collective wants you to move through it. It wants you to heal this. Yeah. And you can't, that's why you also can't worry about. Yeah. It's also why you can't worry about other people's shit because you got to do your own. Like, I know. We're like, we got enough shit going on individually. <laughs> right? I'm like, uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. You're about your stuff. I got my own stuff. <laughs> Coming from the person who listens to everybody else's stuff and helps heal it all day. Oh, my God. It's been, well, on that note, I guess I'll say it since you, the sessions have been insane. I mean, like, I don't, I know I say that probably a lot, but like, I, it's a little creepy. It's a little cre- like, and it's like healing stuff. It's like things that are coming yeah. up for people that we it's funny that they just show me and I get this, like, I don't know, it's like this tension of anxiety and the energy between me and the person yeah. on a screen. And I like, don't stop talking until it goes away. And oh my God, it goes away. Like the thing is it, yeah. go, it does go away. And, and it relieves like, Oh my God, I feel, yeah. Like I feel so much lighter. I had someone, I worked on a baby. Um, she was so sweet. Oh. She's like, sure. You can work on my three month old. I was like, he's showing up and they oh. want to work on him. And, and literally she, the next day was like, um, he slept through the night for the first time ever. And she oh was God. like, he stopped throwing up. Like he was like kind of having a lot of indigestion. She's like, it totally stopped. And I'm like, uh, that's insane. Like we did a 15 minute session on him, like 10 minutes, maybe it was insane. Oh I mean, babies don't have a lot to hold on to. Right. And he yeah. was ready to let go of it. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, like crazy. Wow. Like that's happening like all the time right now in yeah. sessions. Like people are coming up with stuff. It's just crazy. So anyways, I don't know what's happening, but I think you already release it. I guess that's what I think yeah. you already release it, which is great. And I like yeah. applaud clients for letting me like go there and like talk about these things and let it go, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's something's happening. I don't, I don't know. What the is veil, it? Well, crazy. I'd say the veil is thinning, but oh, it's like not that. even there. I mean, for some people, it's not even there. Yeah. But yeah, the veil is very thin. Very, very thin. So, well, all right. That was a good one. That's all, folks. Um, We'll see what we talk about next week.
Um, yeah. But yeah, as always, if you have any questions or any topic suggestions, feel free to send them to us on Instagram and we will explore those. Um, and yeah, it's 111. I, I just want to say that. Oh my God. Yeah, we're ending our recording at 111. 111. Perfect. On August 31. Mm. Mm. No coincidences. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.